Indian Wells is upon us, one of the more beautiful events that we have on tour each season, and we are back on the Weezcast after a pretty successful Australian Open. As you guys know, we do not like to sit here and toot our own horn, but we get back to crunching the numbers, computing all the different scenarios, and bringing you more value and more winners. So we've got a futures play that I like, and we've also got a day one play that I like. And maybe I'll even throw you in a bonus play um, for, for coming back and listening to us and, and being so loyal to the program. Uh, we do have some interesting news and developments on the business side of the Weezcast, uh, but I will tease that for a later date. So we're going to quickly look at men's and women's. Uh, on the men's side, I mean, this is probably another two-horse race between Daniil and Rafa. Uh, they're both listed almost identical at plus 280 and plus 290 in the futures market, with Daniil being the official favorite at plus 280. After that, it gets long pretty quick. Uh, Zverev plus 575, and then Tsitsipas, Rublev, Ahal Yassim, and Alcaraz, uh, you know, rounding out the next group. Uh, that gets you up to plus 2300 uh, after those guys. So, Probably a two-horse race. Uh, if I like any of those guys lower down, honestly, it's probably Alcaraz. I mean, he's the one that I'm expecting a huge leap out of this year. I do not think a major is that far away for him, um, but we've got plenty of time to gush about Alcaraz throughout the season. Um, I'm not touching this uh, this price on the men's side. I mean, you can almost argue you could take both Rafa and, and Daniil, but, you know, Rafa, let's, let's not forget he was debating hanging up his racket in December. Uh, it's incredible what he's done coming back and, and winning the Australian Open and winning it in extremely insane fashion, really being down two sets to love, facing three break points in that third set. Uh, can't talk enough about how incredible that is. You know, you had players on the women's side not participating in these tournaments because of injury uh, in the Aussie. If anybody had a, a tough Aussie and a reason to maybe not be at their physical best, it's probably Rafa. Um, so, I mean, you put a gun to my head, Daniil plus 280 sounds okay for this. But, um, you know, I, I really want to turn our attention to the women's side. Uh, Igas Fiatek has been the best player on the women's side, not named Ash Barty. And, and maybe even if you include Ash Barty, really, I mean, she has played incredible. She went to the semis in the Australian, uh, losing to Collins. Uh, you know, we'll we'll forgive her du Dubai exit in a third set breaker to Ostapenko, and then she won Doha, dropping only one set and just slaughtering the field. Really, she did not have an easy draw in Doha. She went through Kontaviet, Sakari, Sabalenka, Kasatkina, all in straight sets with a couple six O's and six twos sprinkled in there. Um, you know, the, the main competitors for her in this tournament, in my opinion, are your big hitters, uh, you know, your Sabalenkas, your, your Muguruzas. Um, you know, I don't think that that style is going to get it done against Iga. I mean, she's really continued to make strides in her career off the clay. I mean, she became very dominant on clay, winning the French Open as a teenager, seemingly out of nowhere, unless you were listening to the Wheeze at that time, and, and the Wheeze cast did not exist yet, so you would have had to be listening to him in person, but I've been a huge Ega fan from the start, um, but you know, 20 years old now, she's really rounded out her game on the hard courts, 
And plus 600 is a very reasonably priced favorite. Uh, you know, these these bigger hitters that, you know, historically maybe you, you think they'd give her trouble on the hard courts. She's been really able to move them around to the point where they don't get the ball in the strike zone. They don't have the ability to tee off like they'd normally like to. And, and that really compromises their weapons. Uh, Iga is as fast as anyone. Uh, she is as scrappy as anyone. I mean, just watch her match point against Kaya Canopy in the Australian Open quarterfinals uh, if you want to see how quick Iga is. So her having the ability to keep these bigger hitters off balance, uh, you know, really I think is going to play well here. And plus 600 seems like a great price. So we'll play Iga Sviatek plus 600 to win Indian Wells. And then let's dive into our main day one play which is the return of what was once looked at as a budding star and in, in the future of tennis in Borna Cioric, uh, playing Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. And if you guys listen to the Weezcast much, you know that typically my Davidovich plays are against him. However, Borna Cioric has not played tennis in over a year. Uh, it's actually a year and one week since his last tennis match. Uh, tennis is not a sport where you can come from, I mean, it, regardless, I'm sure he's been rehabbed and practicing and playing lots of practice matches, but you cannot waltz back on tour after over a year away and beat any player who's in half-decent form with, with half-decent talent. And and Davidovich is definitely a player who is more than half-decent. Uh, I mean, if we look at what Davidovich has been doing lately, um, you know, almost beat Sinner in Dubai, had him six all in the tie break up a set, uh, did lose to Batista Gut in Doha, but that was after a, a nice win over Evans. He was so close to knocking off Tsitsipas in Rotterdam, uh, took Ahe Ali Asim to four very deep sets, all tiebreakers in the Aussie, uh, he's really coming along off the clay as well. Uh, you know, if he ever gets his head on straight, I would almost view him as a potential next uh, David Ferrer uh, playing out of Spain. That's that's really how I would compare his game to. Uh, just very solid, very quick, uh, just just very talented player. And you know, I think he's really coming into his own on the hard courts. But you know, this is less a play on Davidovich, and it is more a play against Borna Cioric. And uh, I have on on some inside knowledge, uh, shout out Vasa, that Cioric's big issue preventing him from getting over the hump is his lack of power. I don't think coming off a year layoff due to a shoulder surgery is going to do anything for your power. And he's really going to have to become acclimated to being back on tour. Uh, the hard courts were never his strongest suit anyway, despite the fact that he had great results on them. Um, but I would say his game more favors the clay. But first match back, that is going to be a really tough assignment. The odds are minus 300 for Davidovic. Uh, I would honestly put them at about minus 1500. I don't think that this is going to go very well for Chorich. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and, and tip a minus 300 straight. I've got a couple ideas. Ooh, up to minus 375. I wonder if people are listening in. Uh, the neighbors are listening into this recording. Um, so we're going to give you two ways to play uh, Davidovich. We're going to take him minus 375. Man, I was I was really loving that minus 300 when this recording started. 
Um, and we're going to parlay him with Jensen Brooksby, who's minus 600. Uh, so that gets you a minus 185 parlay that I think is really, really, really safe. Uh, Brooksby is playing Carbais Baena, who is much more of a clay player. And Jensen Brooksby is, uh, you know, really the future of American tennis is as crazy as that might sound. Um, but we're also going to play Davidovich in straight sets. Um, so looking at his straight set line, he is minus 127. That is great value. Chorich would be doing incredible to get a set here. Um, and maybe he does start to find some form at some point, but I highly doubt it's going to happen today at Indian Wells. Uh, that match is starting in a couple hours. So best of luck on day one of Indian Wells.